The following is a hoop ball presentation. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Football Sixers. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and this episode is going to be a little bit different than the past episodes because in the last couple, we've basically just been reviewing games and talking about um, individual games, but I feel like with the state of this team right now, it's important to cover everything that's happening um, with COVID, with Ben Simmons, and just, yeah, the state of everything going on with Sixers basketball. So... Right away, we're going to hop in. I am going to do a quick recap of the last four games, just so get everybody caught up on where we are. Um, in Chicago, the Sixers won 114-105. to Joel Embiid had 30 points and 15 rebounds. Maxi finished with 10 points and 8 assists. And Furkan had 25 points on 9 of 13 shooting and 7 of 9 threes. This was a really good win against a great team away. Um, we beat the Bulls at home, but getting a win away is always big. And this is a really good all-around team win. Obviously, really impressive game from Furkan. Moving on uh, against the New York Knicks, Joel Embiid out with COVID. That is a huge, huge concern for this team for the next couple of games. We're going to get to that. But they end up losing this game 96-103. to um, Really, really bad second quarter. Good second half, but couldn't finish the run. Starters in this one were Danny Green, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, Furkan Korkmaz, and Tyrese Maxey. Um, notable performances, Andre Drummond with 14 points and 25 rebounds. Monster game from Drummond on the glass. Maxey with a solid 16, 9, and 5. Furkan with 19, and George Niang with 15. Moving on, home versus Milwaukee. And Sixers extremely shorthanded for this one. No Seth Curry, still no Joel, still no Tobias. The starting lineup was Paul Reed, Andre Drummond, Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, and Tyrese Maxey. And they end up losing this game as well. This is a really hard-fought game. Can't really expect a win in this one with that lineup going in. Uh, they played really hard, uh, kept it really, really close down the stretch. And that was in large part due to Tyrese Maxey's 31 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists. Absolute monster game for Reese. Uh, Andre Drummond filling it up with 17 points and 20 boards. Furkan really, really killed the Sixers in this one. 2 for 18 shooting. Really rough game. Paul Reed, 6 points and 6 boards, but getting uh, it done on the defensive end. 3 steals and 2 blocks. Shake Milton pouring in 24 and 6. And George Niang with 21 points off the bench. So this was a really, really impressive game from this team despite a loss. Uh, Doc Rivers really, really coached this group well. An eight-man rotation where one of those men was Charles Bassey who played four minutes. So really a seven-man rotation and just all around really uh, impressive to even stay in this one against the Bucks team that had Drew Holiday, that had Giannis. Uh, no Chris Middleton, but still good team all around. Uh, moving on. Uh, against Toronto. This one was really, really rough. Um, Tobias came back and ultimately they lost 115 to 109. Another well played game. Very, very hard fought. Um, Toby with 19, 7, and 7 in his return. He looked solid. A few uh, bad turnovers. Not great shots once in a while, but glad to have Toby back. Drummond with 4, 12, but 4 blocks. So Drummond really filling in for Joel pretty nicely. And Tyrese Maxey, 33 points, 4 boards, 5 assists. So how about back-to-back 30-point games for Tyrese Maxey? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think you could say he's taking this parting, uh, starting point guard role 
pretty well. The only player on the Sixers so far to have started in every single game, obviously because Tobias and Joel have missed uh, games because of COVID. Joel missed also because of rest. Uh, Seth Curry missed the one game with his ankle. And Danny Green missed with his hamstring. So now that we have those last four games wrapped up, Sixers sitting at 8-5 and five at the moment. And I'm really, really impressed with how this team has done so far. So many uh, factors going into all these games. Um, ben Simmons being the biggest one. COVID now uh, being just another thing to add to the puzzle for this Philly team. And I want to go over quickly individual player um, grades for the first 13 games of the season, starting with Tyrese Maxey. So Tyrese Maxey, uh, starting point guard. A lot of question marks surrounding this. Would Shake take the job? Uh, would Ben be back? How would Maxey respond in a, a second-year point guard? Uh, late first-round pick. Decent amount of experience last year. Played really, really well in the playoffs. Uh, improved as the season went on. And 17 points a game. Four boards, almost five assists on 50% field goal. I mean, if you don't think that this is an A+, then you're out of your mind. Therese Maxey has just been playing absolutely phenomenal basketball on both ends of the basketball, specifically offense, running the offense extremely well, attacking the cup, using that amazing uh, burst of speed he has. And it has just been a joy to watch Tyrese Maxey play the game of basketball so far this year. Um, one of my personal favorite Sixers I've been able to watch in a while. He really embraces the city. I say this every time. He really looks like he loves being here. I really, really hope that the Sixers do not package him in any deal where Ben Simmons is going out. Even with Damian Lillard, that is, to me now, starting to look like uh, a question mark. Uh, a few months ago, you tell me Maxi and Ben for Dame. I'm going to say done almost instantly. But Maxi looks really, really impressive, and I absolutely love this kid. I love where he's uh, gotten in the season already, and I'm really, really excited. He's already improved so much in 13 games. Like, back-to-back 30-point games is is absolutely ridiculous for most players, if not every player. And you get a guy doing it here, averaging 17 a game on the season so far, is very surprising. I personally would have been happy with just double digits and running the offense pretty well. So exceeding everyone's expectations, starting every game, and incredible start to the season for Maxi. Um, Seth Curry, averaging 16.7 points, three boards, two assists, shooting 56% from the field and 48% from three. Um, only missed one game with the ankle. And I'm going to give Seth an A so far for the season. Um, Seth has been able to create his own shot, come off screens, hit shots, start a lot of games really hot and provide the Sixers with that spark that they often need. And Seth has just been balling, playing really, really good basketball. Um, I'm really, really impressed with, I mean, shooting the basketball, we know he's going to do that. But the way he's been able to set up teammates, the way he's able to get to the basket, um, even his defense, uh, obviously Seth's going to be a liability, but he's looked better this year. Um, Obviously, against bigger guards, it's going to be tough for him. But I really like the way Seth has been playing this year. Uh, moving on to what will not be an A is Danny Green. Um, 6.9 points, two boards, uh, one assist with 1.2 steals, shooting 43% from the field and 39% from three. Uh, Danny's missed a couple games. He's played in 10 so far this year. And this one's a little rough, but I'm actually going to give Danny a D-plus rating here. Uh Starting small forward, I mean, he's getting up there in age, but he should still be able to knock down his shots, uh, provide a spark. His defense has been pretty solid, I'll give him that, but really I'm looking to see a lot more from Danny. 
Uh, he's been struggling a lot. Uh, recently, since he's been back, he's actually been a little bit better, uh, I've noticed. Looks uh, looked pretty solid on Julius Randle. Obviously, can't expect him to, to lock up Julius, but for, for that assignment, I think he did pretty solid. So uh, I'm worried about Danny a little bit, but I'm not too worried. He's a veteran. He's been through shooting slumps, as we've seen, uh, especially on Toronto. So hopefully Danny can start to pick it back up. Next, we have Tobias Harris, averaging 19.7, 8.7, and 4.6. Very impressive stat line, but he's only played in seven games, also shooting 52% from the field. And I'm actually going to give Tobias a B here, uh, maybe closer to that B minus, B range. But these rankings are really based on uh, what was expected of them coming into the season versus what they've done. And honestly, with Ben Simmons out, obviously uh, that doesn't really provide that many scoring opportunities you would think because he didn't score that much but I thought Tobias would step up more than he has but he's still been playing solid basketball uh still you know creates his own shot really well gets inside for those floaters so I think now that he's back he'll be able to establish himself a little more and I'm looking forward to it uh obviously only played in seven games this year so plenty plenty of time for Tobias no worries there um moving on to Furkan Korkmaz uh, Furkan this season has been really, really on or kind of off. 12 points a game, 2.8 boards, 3 assists, 40% from the field, and 36% from 3. Um, I got Furkan as an A-, minus B plus range. Um, for the most part, Furkan's been phenomenal. He's had games where he can single-handedly carry the scoring off the bench, knocking down almost every shot he puts up. And this has also been a popular topic on past episodes, but his ability to improve in almost every single category uh, of basketball on defense, um, ball handling, passing, really makes for him to be an incredible player off the bench. And that contract, that three-year $15 million, was an absolute steal, I think, for the Sixers. I really like the way Furkan's been playing, and he's only missed one game. Um, When everyone's healthy, Furkan's minutes might get decreased a little bit, but he'll obviously be a part of a rotation. And going into this year, and especially at the end of last year, that wasn't guaranteed. Um, A lot of wings on this team, I don't know how many times I've talked about that, but there's a lot of wings, a lot of uh, competition for minutes, but I think Furkan's definitely earned his. And another guy that's gotten into that competition for minutes and has definitely earned his is George Niang. What an addition he's been for this team, the minivan. 12.5 points a game, 2.3 boards, 1.8 assists, shooting 44% from the field and 40% from three. This is the second A-plus I have given out with Tyrese Maxey. And there's really nothing that he's been doing uh, wrong. Well, that's a little bit of a stretch, but for what you're you're asking for from George Niang, he is exceeding everything by a mile. Uh, The ability to get to the basket, knock down threes, really scrappy player, which I didn't realize when the Sixers originally signed him. Uh, Pretty solid defender more than I definitely thought. I thought he'd be a liability. And after dealing with Mike Scott for so many years and his inconsistent shooting and his frustration, it's really, really nice to have Niang. He also seems to absolutely love being in Philly, love the city, and the city has been treating him very, very well. Um, Moving on to the big man, Joel Embiid, 21.4 points a game, 9.6 boards, 4 assists, shooting 43.5% from the field, also 1.5 blocks a game, and a little bit of a disappointing start to the year for Joel. Uh, Started to pick it up a lot before he got COVID, so now we're going to have to wait a little bit to see him. But I'm actually giving Joel a B for his performance so far to start the year. Sixers playing well with him in the lineup. He's played nine games, but I really feel like there's room for improvement. Um, I don't think he's at that MVP level quite yet that he was at last year, 
but I'm definitely not concerned whatsoever. I think once he comes back from COVID, knee better rested, uh, gets a lot of time off, I think we're going to see that MVP level Joel. So, I mean, he was playing great before that, don't get me wrong, but um, that that super, superstar that we usually see from Joel, I think will come back. Um, now to the guy who's been filling in for Joel is Andre Drummond, and um, I said Tyrese Maxey has been one of my favorite players to see in a Sixers uniform, but Andre Drummond's got to be up there also. The way he plays the game every single night, the intensity, he really, really seems to care about this team. I don't know if it's Philly. I don't know if it's revitalizing his career, but 7.3 points a game, 11.2 boards, 1.3 steals, 1.2 blocks, uh, 48% from the field, and my third A-plus is given out to Andre Drummond. Um Probably the best backup center in the NBA. I really don't think there's anyone better. Um, last year, Dwight was one of the best backup centers in the NBA. And you see what he's doing in LA. It's uh, not that great. And him and Drummond have kind of just swapped places in terms of one uh, struggling a lot for the Lakers and the other really flourishing in Philly. I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if what it is exactly. But I'm absolutely loving every minute of Andre Drummond's minutes, his intensity, um, when Joel's out, the rebound numbers are absolutely insane. So any of you DFS players definitely want to get him in the lineup every single time Joel is out. Um, moving on, Matisse Thybul, 5.1 points, 2.2 rebounds, and 1.3 assists. Uh, that stat line seems mediocre until you add 2.3 steals and 1.3 blocks. And I'm giving Matisse an A- minus for the start of the year. Yes, his offense could be much better. But I don't know how much better his defense is going to get. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. He's everywhere at all times. Playing incredible defense on the other team's best player. Hands are always active, always on the ball. And watching Matisse play basketball is always a delight. And I'm so excited to get him back in the lineup um, after he comes back from COVID. It has been said that he will not play on Saturday versus Indiana. So I guess we'll be waiting after that. Tobias missed six games. And Matisse has missed four, so I guess you could expect him to miss maybe another one after Indiana. But the fact that uh, they have to report it game by game now is always positive, as opposed to just assuming he's out. So, moving on, Shake Milton uh, coming back from his ankle injury and 12.4 points, 3.4 boards, as well as 3.4 assists, 48% from the field, a rough 29% from three. But I'm going to give Shake Milton a B. Um, starting last season, Shake looked like a potential six man of the year candidate, and recently Shake's looked that good. Uh, in his last couple of games, he's been putting up a lot of twenty point games. Uh, really getting to the basket well, which has been impressive when that shot hasn't been falling. Uh, late in games, he's been huge. Uh, even though they lost that game versus Milwaukee, Shake played absolutely incredible in that one. So I definitely think there's room for improvement for Shake, but I'm very happy with how he's played thus far. And the last player that is going to be graded is Ben Simmons, averaging 0, 0, and 0 on 0% field goal. And I'm going to give Ben Simmons an F for the season. Surprise. Um, I'm going to give him an F for just about everything, the way he's handled the situation, um, the way he has not yet spoken to the media. Um... I take his mental health stuff seriously as of now. However, I would take it a lot more seriously if he himself can make a statement and say something to anyone instead of letting Rich Paul do it all for him. Because I do not have a lot of respect for Rich Paul, the way he does things, um, especially after learning about what he did with Nerlens Noel in free agency, how the Sixers never even had a chance to get a hold of him. And yeah, I would really love to see Ben take some initiative here in... Um, Speaking for himself, uh, 
it, it seems ridiculous that I have to say that, but um, I really want to hear something from Ben saying that it's mental health issues, saying he needs his own time instead of hearing it from other people time and time again. And when I hear that, um, I'll get a lot more respect for Ben back. And regardless, I want Ben Simmons to be back. Um, he'll help the team. I know Maxie's been playing incredible. Some can even argue better than Ben. But having Ben back on the court definitely can't hurt this team, even if they were to slide him into the three to replace Danny in the starting lineup, which I would honestly love to see. But Either way, if Ben's not going to be back, um, a trade I would really like to see happen would be the Jalen Brown trade. A lot of talk in the media this week about a Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons swap. Seems unrealistic to me considering how good and how unproblematic Jalen Brown is as opposed to Ben Simmons. But uh, nothing's impossible. The Celtics seem to love the idea of Ben Simmons. Jalen Brown and Tatum have been shooting a lot and teammates are getting frustrated, specifically Marcus Smart. Um, I heard rumors that Daryl Morey offered Ben Simmons and Danny Green for Robert Williams, uh, Jalen Brown, and a first-round pick. That seems absolutely ridiculous to me, um, but it also apparently seemed ridiculous to the Celtics. They hung up the phone. But again, unless you were actually in the room when this call happened, uh, you don't know how much of this is true or not. But obviously Jalen Brown in Philly I think would be an amazing fit and it's something I would love to see happen. Another thing that's came up recently is a uh, trade with the Denver Nuggets involving Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull. They said they'd be interested, and that sounds really interesting to me. Um, MPJ has started the year really, really horribly. Injuries, shooting terrible. But the kid's 23. Uh, he has a lot, a lot of upside. Uh, could have been a number one pick in the draft if it wasn't for his back injuries. And that's not a terrible option to try out if you're the Sixers. Daryl has made it very clear he's only trading Ben for a huge asset that can help his team win now or in the future. And I think Michael Porter Jr. could honestly be that guy. I don't know where Bull would fit in this team, but he's another very interesting prospect, obviously, when you got a guy who is that size moving like he does. And recently I heard today that the Raptors were in trade talks with the Sixers. Not exactly sure what would be given up there. My best guess would be OG. Um, I wouldn't guess Pascal Siakam, but that's not completely off the table. Van Vliet, maybe. Um, one could dream Scotty Barnes, but I would highly, highly doubt the Raptors are going to get rid of their talented young rookie that quickly. Um, Raptors uh, are the least interesting out of all three of these to me if Scotty Barnes is not on the table. Siakam is not old, but his injury problems, and he's not really that young. I don't love the idea of Siakam, especially with Joel and Tobias. That's a lot of size with not a lot of spacing. Ironic to say that when we're trading Ben Simmons for him. But yeah, I don't overall love any of the options Toronto could bring. My my favorite would honestly be OG, uh, maybe Chris Boucher and some picks. But at that point, I say hold on to Ben. Um, the other thing is Damian Lillard. Blazers have been struggling. Dame's been struggling. And... It seems like there might be something there. Dame has said many times that he's not leaving, but you really never know in the NBA. Things are changing constantly. Um, so not going to go too much farther into the Ben talks. Uh, it is what it is. I've said many times I want to leave this. I want to focus on the team that we have here and this team that we have here with all of the concerns have really been playing amazing. And uh, again, highlighting Tyrus Maxey um, has been all you could ask for and more replacing Ben. So last topic of discussion is Doc Rivers. Um, obviously, I've had very mixed opinions on Doc through the start of the season. But overall, what I've gotten is Doc in games and in late games seems to struggle a decent amount. Um, his 
adjustments sometimes can't come into play until it's too late or they don't come into play at all. We saw against Toronto hit a lot of threes to end that game, a lot of wide-open looks for Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., two of the Raptors' best shooters. Um, But off the court, I think Doc might be the best coach in the NBA. The players really seem to love him. Um, He's keeping the guys, uh, and I feel like his answers in a lot of the press conferences have been exactly what you want to hear, encouraging Ben to come back, but, you know, not um, overstating it and saying that this team can go on without him. So I, I really do like the way Doc has managed this team and everything about it, except for late fourth quarter minutes. Um, Sam Cassell also has just been a huge addition since last year. I feel like his development with Tyrese Maxey has been a huge reason Maxey is playing so well this season. I feel like he's really taken time to focus on just him, and it's really paying off. So overall, this team has still really impressed me despite losing three in a row. Obviously extremely shorthanded in all these games. And going into the next couple of games, uh, at Indiana, at Utah, and at Denver are a really, really tough string of games. Looks like Joel will not be available for any of them. So the Sixers record may start to tank a little bit, but that really can't throw people off from how good this team can truly be. Um, With all the injuries, they're keeping all these games close. If they can steal one of those games, maybe even two by some miracle, um, that would really show the strength of this team and the depth of this team. Because I know if this was happening a couple of years ago, uh, they would not have won a single game. It would be blowouts because this bench was nowhere near what it is today. And so many of these uh, players, these rotational pieces, are young guys that are going to be on the team for the future, which is super, super encouraging. So overall... Um, hopefully we'll see Joel back soon. We'll see COVID start to clear up for Philly. So thank you guys for listening and keep trusting the process. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.